Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Okay, we are recording. All right, everyone. Hi, this is Vanessa. And this is me, Carlos. And we're here with another episode of Retro Ad Review. Um, It's been a little while uh, because we're really not good at being consistent with this thing. But it's fine because we've got a bunch of new ads today to go through. And I'm kind of excited about this one. Now, I'm kind of excited about it because I really like these types of ads. Um, I don't know about you, Carlitos, but these are the ones that always make me kind of happy because we were flooded with them as kids. And... They're always really, really weird. Yeah. First of all, I like the way you addressed me by my nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, Uh, But, yeah, you can't escape these. Even today when everyone's on the internet, you probably can't escape these. So we're talking about... When you were a kid watching TV, they drilled it into your brain. Yeah. So what we're talking about is anti-drug PSAs. Um, so those ads, <laughs> they, what, do you know why they came about? I know it's something to do with Reagan and Nancy Reagan and stuff like that. She really started a whole just say no to drugs, but I'm guessing it was there before and like the whole, well, I know, the whole world did that. I know in the eighties there was this whole drug thing about, um, what is it called? Like, Crack cocaine was an epidemic. It started off with the epidemic in Miami. Eh? And it started off with the epidemic in Miami, I think, when the administration started uh, paying attention, like, really strong and then adding it to their um, agenda. And then the first lady was like, hey, uh, kids, don't say, I mean, say no to drugs. But uh, in America, at least, Nixon was the one that started the drug war. The PSAs, I guess, started in the 80s with names yeah i think that's what happened so the drug war started in the 70s and then in the 80s is when we got nancy reagan's whole shtick of what is it when the first lady has their cause or whatever so she started the whole just say no thing and that just say no thing was really prevalent because it wasn't just tv like do you remember going to the arcades and you play street fighter or the simpsons or whatever the hell else existed i think i'm talking more about the 90s and always at the beginning always at the beginning of it because this also bled into the bush administration um that weird little seal that was like just say no fbi director yeah it was always the fbi telling us to stop it and not only that but you know you'd watch stuff like punky brewster or uh, i don't know special episode silver spoons or all of these kind of programs even going into like seventh heaven and stuff and again that was really late like that was 2000s and stuff but there were always very special episodes especially like i think there was an episode where urkel like got real drunk <laughs> yeah there was one yeah and then you tried to impress people at a party anyway the point yeah. of all of this is to say that the anti-drug movement was huge in the 80s and 90s and 
you not only had it on your games, your TV, your your TV shows and stuff. It was also in every single advert on television. That's an exaggeration, but it was still there. <laughs> um, so we're gonna. <laughs> so with that wonderful setup, um, we're gonna kick into the first ad, starring Captain Lou Albano of wrestling and Super Mario fame. Yep. I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Please. <laughs> it's so Back. bad. Oh, no. It's just kind of, what the heck? I love it because, well, do you want to just well, explain it first? <laughs> yeah. So, Captain Lou Albano, a larger Italian mustachioed man, <laughs> or I don't know if he's Italian, but he plays one. He's wearing the Super Mario outfit with the Mario hat. And Mario is like, you know, kid friendly, and he tells you all this stuff. Even though this guy never really looked too kid friendly to me. No, he didn't. He looked very like, like a like he was sweating at the pizzeria, but he never really like went into kid stuff. Anyway, so Lou Albano with the Mario Super Mario outfit tells, "Oh, hey kids, don't use drugs. If you see drugs, tell them go away and talk to your parents, talk to your friends." And then it's like, okay, fine, that's that's generic. This guy's tell this character like what Gumby's telling me that fine, whatever. And then the end just, it's so disarming. It's like, oh, okay, good. Okay, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But don't go to hell if you take the drugs. Huh? I feel like, like there's a few elements here that just really throw you. Like one, you it's, like, it's like half Lou Albano, half Mario, because you see him sort of in the getup like he's wearing the mario hat but like if you look at his shirt doesn't have just, the overalls he doesn't have the overalls he's just lou albano wearing the mario hat from the mario brothers super show if anybody recalls that because because it was huge um and as he's talking to you i feel like i'm listening to lou albano i'm not listening to yeah. mario so the hat really just kind of freaks me out because I'm like who's talking to me is it Mario um and then and then at the end I feel like Lou Albano went off script I think he the whole thing was him going off script because he's like tell your priest your rabbi your friends your mother it's just like this is a weird selection of people Mario are you telling me this Mario and then um and then at the end he's like it even his expression on his face makes it look like he's like oh yeah I forgot to tell you when you take drugs, you go to hell before you die. And that's a whole thing to unpack. <laughs> I guess it depends on what drugs you're using. Maybe. Using mushrooms like Mario, it's fine. No, if you're using, using like LSD, you're probably, you probably see the devil. Well, I was going to say mushrooms is also hallucinogenic, so you could potentially feel like you're in hell. If you're using something like heroin, maybe you'd be like, nah, I'm too, I'm too great it's right now. Out. Things are great. Or ecstasy or something. But I don't know my drugs, but I, I don't. I, so, like, he's just doing this broad brush thing, 
on drugs that you will go to hell before you die. What does that mean? Does that mean like a hallucinogenic or does that mean more along the lines of you'll get so hooked on drugs that your life will turn to total crap and it'll be like living in hell? (laughs) Or did he mean it in a spiritual sense? You are spinning. You will go to hell. Yeah. Well, he says you'll go to hell before you die. So I don't know. He could be talking about like purgatory or or there's like a, (laughs) you die and then you go to hell and then you die again. I don't know. Second death. Um, But the other element to this particular like 15 second spot is that it's also Gottlitz is really like childish bouncy music while he's talking. (laughs) So it's like, do, 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 do. Drug trip. Do, do, do. And what am I supposed to do with that? So it's like everything obviously is geared towards children. The message is geared towards children, the overall concept of the message. But the content of the message is far too heavy. So who was Lou Albano? Um, Oh, right. We've been talking about Lou Albano, like if everybody knows who the hell he is. Um, (laughs) Hell? He he was an adamant, a vehement anti-drug person. Actually, I have no idea. Um, he was a wrestler, so he was an Italian-American wrestler. He was actually born in Italy. Fun fact. Um, and Very he was fun. so he was a wrestler fun. from the nineteen sixty, like nineteen fifties. Yeah, nineteen fifties. Um, yeah, yeah. So he was a really old wrestler. Like I'm not big into wrestling, but um, a friend of mine was big into wrestling during the attitude era you know the rock and all that stuff and i remember yeah, talking- i think that was the main thing i remember i remember well, no no we attitude era had like stone cold steve austin and no i remember mostly for me was uh hulk hogan early 90s that's what i was gonna say like andre the giant and stuff and i remember talking to my friend about this um attitude era was the most for me and he was just saying because he's not from the u.s or whatever he was he knew the rock and all of them. And then when I was talking about Lou Albano, he was like, I don't, I have no idea who that is. So he wasn't <laughs> familiar with the older kind of groups because I think with Lou Albano, he was very, he, he was a big name in wrestling, but I don't think he was a big name when wrestling. I think he was a big name within the wrestling community or whatever, but I don't think he was in the space Names. of Hulk Hogan, uh, Andre the Giant, the road warriors i don't know um <laughs> other characters um so he was part of according to according to my research um the triumvirate of terror so they were wwf managers so he was a bad guy manager um he was a wrestler in the past but then he became a manager in the wwf period so in the 1980s kind of zone so that's how I remember him doing play-by-play but oh yeah well see this is the thing i think he was i think because of his association with the wwf kind of stuff or wwf (laughs) um could go into a children's thing like mario yes so then he became i think at least to us because we didn't watch anything related to wrestling he became famous through his Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So he, in the he actually said the word paisanos like a freaking Italian guy. Yeah, hey, well, I mean if he was born in he hey, was countryman born in, I was like what? I don't know. Okay, Mario. <laughs> I'm not your countryman. <laughs> he was born in Italy. He was born in Rome. Um 
but yeah anyway um oh he was born in rome but i think he was like his parents were american or something like that i'm very bad at the research this time anyway whatever um mm -hmm. so then he became quite famous in a very select period of time during the nintendo kind of craze and he became the voice of mario but he wasn't just the voice of the cartoon mario in the cartoon series he also played the mario man character a live action a plumber from brooklyn with his brother luigi and they got into like very mini hijinks so what was it? it was very popular in the 80s and 90s to have that live action element so in this live action Your rabbit i guess i don't know they had like little what are they called like uh when you have like small skits like small skits before the show that kind of bookends yeah. and before well, why did he get it <laughs> I don't. I, don't know. I think. I think. I think it was purely because he was a popular. The wrestling, I guess. Yeah, because of the wrestling. So, um, he just kind of became it. I don't know. Probably had something to do with uh, his uh, manager. <laughs> his manager status. Managerial status. Kids were big fans of fifties wrestling in the eighties, so he got. Okay. So, yeah, well, he was also part of the WWF scene and things. Like, he was friends with, like, Ric Flair and all these Rowdy Roddy Piper, those kind of things. And, you know, oh, Roddy, Roddy Piper was in They Live. So, like, I think all of these wrestling characters, if they had enough... Trying to branch like, out. Yeah, public profile, they would branch out. We still see it today. I mean, I mean, the only one I can really think of is John Cena. No, I can also think of a guy named, I think, Edge or The Edge. Or something like that and he's in a movie that's out now called money plane it's called a money plane starring him and fraser um yeah. kelsey Grammer, and it is about a plane in the sky that also is a casino whatever you want to wager on the money plane has you covered and they're trying to break into that casino which is a plane the blackjack money plane <laughs> anyway it's a bad film money plane well i haven't seen it and i do really want to see it but i can assume that it's about well, as weird as money plane is some of the other <laughs> PSAs are really weird that's too, true right? sorry i really got off on a tangent there everyone go watch money plane um cool so, so that adds a one version of insane let's put it that way the next ad is taking it to um a terrifying level of insane at least for me so this is the second ad Hey, dude, send your mom and daddy out of the room. I gotta get you up on this. You know who I am. Snake, dealing in weed, coke, crack, your choice. Take one hit and you'll do anything to cop more. Steal from your mama, lie, cheat on your homeboys. But hey, that's the price you pay when you deal with dudes like me. Now, some folks will tell you that I'm dealing in poison. But hey, do I look like the kind of guy that would do that to a kid like you? Yes. Partnership for a drug-free America. What does that have to do with drugs? Um, drugs are bad. I like guess it's snakes. scary and everything, but what the heck? Right. So the ad itself, give us a brief description of what's happened to us. It's what's happened to us. It's basically like any other ad as far as the message go. But this dude, he's like some freaking drug dealer dude from a poor neighborhood and he's like oh hey i can get you this i can get you that da, 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 da. it's like he he does it kind of sing song too yeah he does actually it's kind of it feels very theater so he's, just, he's just telling 
it kind of fit with the 80s but um he kind of he's just telling us how he can get us drugs and it'll make cool and yeah but like the the the, the surroundings are very it's yeah it's, it's all very, very dark and kind of scary he looks like he's on the street talking yeah to he, he's, his he's a drug dealer he's a drug dealer and it's on the streets you can hear like car sirens in the back i think and then he's telling us how he get us drugs he's passing through a bunch of pillars and then you can see his his appearance change and it's like his head got a little bigger he's like what and he passed through another pillar and he comes out and he's a freaking snake beast who's telling us we can get drugs and he's like the type of person who can hurt us yeah so he turns into a snake and like yeah a snake i'm I'm guessing it's supposed to be like okay Trolls are scary. These people are bad. But it's like, whoa, this is, wow. Like, it doesn't look cheesy. It looks kind of, like, creepy, like the Predator or something. Okay, so I think, I don't even know what's going on in this ad. Because, okay, the main thing that I recall from this ad is being really scared. Because I think I've shared this with somebody or whatever. And this ad didn't just play during the day. So for instance, Lou Albano one, like even the setup for it, you could tell that it was played in between cartoons. Yeah. This, in like the, this, the afternoon block. Yeah. This or the Saturday morning block, this snake ad played late as well. It would play at like 6 PM and junk. So like this snake guy followed you like everywhere. Um, it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to watch. Mm, Super Mario Brothers Super Show, the snake would appear. I'm gonna, my parents are gonna watch, I don't know, Northern <laughs> Exposure or something. And then snake would be there too. So it was, it was actually a really terrifying commercial. Like, he turns into I, I, like I've heard a bunch of people across the internet like, I remember this. This was scary when I was a kid because it's not cheesy. The guy at the end looks scary. And then his like snake tongue pops out. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> Yeah, everything was really messed up. Like, there's a lot of messed up elements to this one, too. Um, It's just that archetype of the 80s, of it just being like, here's a black dude trying to sell you drugs. Um, And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it it was always just a little too... He looked like a theater street dancer kind of guy that, like, wants to get up in the world. Is like, okay, I got this job. Hey, I'm going to sell you drugs, and I'm super cool. It's like it was kind of flowing nice, but it's like, yo, this is freaky. And <laughs> that crazy. pillar passing was definitely, or to me, I don't know where it originated. The first time I saw it, I'm pretty sure it is, was um uh-huh. the Twilight Zone episode, The Howling Man. <gasps> the Howling when this guy Man. runs into, yeah, he got he runs into a, a religious sect who has a man in prison who's howling. It's like, what is that? And the howling man's like, please let me out. They're, they're crazy. And then he lets him out. And it turns out that the religious sect actually caught Satan. Satan. And then the actor it looks all scraggly and bad and bearded because he was in prison. Then he passes through a bunch of pillars and turns more and more into classic Satan. This is what it was right here. He's passing yeah. through the pillars. So he turns into a snake. So did they take their like from 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 Christianity? So did they just take their visuals from the Twilight Zone? <laughs> that that's even freakier adding into it, and the fact that he also kind of reminded me of the 
the bad guy from one of the bad guys from G.I. Joe, the silver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does kind of look like that. I, I think they probably so just pretty much everything of them. added to evil there. I, I think the funny thing about this commercial, too, is that I was looking at it I, I, again. I'd done something online and then uh, just even looking at YouTube and people <laughs> people are just like, dang, this is freaky. But also it's really funny because when you do take it apart a little bit, it is funny because these characters like he just slowly evolves into this snake man and also he is kind of talking in this lyrical tone like kind of do 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 i don't know why they do this um but it's it is kind of funny as you watch it like they were really trying to scare kids like this wasn't just like oh you know don't do drugs this is bad here's an egg it was more of a all right drugs are gonna gonna eat you <laughs> drugs and can i guess get. nowadays certain drugs can make your skin scaly and shrink your face crocodile <laughs> and uh meth oh yeah meth don't, don't do meth clearly the message didn't come across because we're like got that opioid epidemic and all that kind of stuff well, i Not think that adds that. more to uh other factors but that's true actually i, I think these ads kind of did something no wait no isn't it the case that like for um what is it dare the dare program which was really big back in again 80s and 90s where it was just you'd have what was it um dare uh drug abuse resistance education and there would be kind of like a lot of programs that were supported by dare even within your school so you'd probably have like a cop or yeah. some guy who used to be a drug addict come and tell you the, the dangers of drugs and why you should take a zero tolerance view on drugs all this kind of stuff um wasn't it the case that it's not at all effective? Like, D.A.R.E. wasn't effective. These ads weren't effective. It just kind of helped cement certain stereotypes and views and things. Certain things, too. I remember specifically with the smoking, now people just associate the, the skull and crossbones. as like, okay, that's a part of it. It's not scary anymore. Hmm. Well, but wait a minute. So was, what, was the whole just say no, like, trying to get people away from recreational drugs or... I don't really know what its aim was. Like, apart from just not doing drugs, I guess it was, I guess that was it. Like I think it was as simple. other factors, too. Yeah, I think, there was was simple, I think it was as simple. Central American drug running stuff with the government. Just, it, was, it was just purely like, I'm, I'm betting you as well, it was targeted to like little kids and kind of youngish people. Teenagers yeah, exactly. are a lost yeah. cause. Um, but yeah, I think... I think Dare was has been criticized over time that getting they don't, they don't really they don't really do anything. It's not it's not a terribly effective program. I think it still exists, right? But should it be completely done away with? Because like what it does do is like fine enough or what? Oh my god. Sorry. Let's say there was zero thing there. I just I just decided to look at Dare now and it says in two thousand and one the Surgeon General of the US David Satcher, placed the D.A.R.E. program in the category of ineffective primary prevention programs. So, yes, D.A.R.E. was not a program that actually worked. <laughs> but that, that kind of, but it's barely effective, but what if there was zero D.A.R.E.? The D.A.R.E. program was placed in 2007 on a list of treatments that have the potential to, com- to cause harm in clients. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this thing backfired. It feels bad because it seems like it, it has a nice uh, uh, message, but, but how did it backfire so bad? 
I was going to say, like, I think there's certain... So it's kind of like the abstinence-only stuff where it's just kind of showing where places that do have abstinence-only programs and curriculums. Yeah, At least my understanding is, is that there's higher levels of teen pregnancy. So I think it just takes such a narrow view on how to... No, no, no. I'm not saying it's exactly that, but I think it takes such a narrow view of drugs and how to combat drugs and all this stuff that it doesn't help anyone really. It's a little bit different from a natural drive kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand that. But like, just as with the abstinence only stuff, it's just like, you just say no to sex. Um, the dare kind of program and those kind of just say no things don't take into account a lot of the social elements involved with drugs or anything well, with it. It's just as easy as, because yeah. you know, you know, whenever you see these just say no ads, like if they try to show a little skit, it's always like, here's a white kid in front of a locker being, you know, like a kid, a kid goes, here's weed. And then the kid goes, no, thanks. And that's the end of it. Like that's the struggle of drugs. It's not anything. long hair and sunglasses to show he's evil. Yeah, it's like, this isn't a cool guy, when in reality, he's very cool, but not for this. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's that sort of yeah. thing where these ads just take such a reductive view of the, the perils of drugs, that it's just wow. a case of where if, if a dude says, have some drugs, you just go, no. Like in that movie, Little Marines. So what are good preventative measures? Uh don't know maybe i know what stopped me from taking drugs was it the snake the next (laughs) all right so we're moving on to the next ad this is crack rock cocaine it isn't glamorous or cool kid stuff it's the most addictive kind of cocaine and it can kill you what's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes so every time you use it you risk dying it isn't worth it look everybody wants to be cool but doing it with crack isn't just wrong it could be dead wrong my god that's so bad all of these ads are terrible yeah like prevented me from stuff oh my god so like this one starts off where i just thought the aesthetics are kind of cool it looks like they're presenting some sort of like broadway vaudeville 1930s guy they have the camera coming up the boom mic and then the spotlight. It's just, I think it's trying it's like to, I think, Broadway production. I think what it's trying to showcase is this is, you know, your friend Pee Wee Herman, but this is Pee Wee Herman behind the scenes. Like, this is, yeah, this like, is the Paul truth. Ruben, I thought it'd be like, okay, Paul Rubens is like, look, this is who I play on TV. I'm Pee Wee. Trust Herman. me, I will, I, I will advise you not to use drugs. <laughs> and it's like, the this is quick. Yeah. <laughs> this is quack. Okay, I have a <laughs> chemistry degree in drugs. That's what the really heck? Bad. Because it's just like he doesn't even change his voice. It's not Paul Rubens. It's 
genuinely Pee Wee Herman talking to you. Like, hey guys. <laughs> and Pee Wee Herman's like, is he a boy or is he a man? We won't even get into a Pee Wee. Well, no, we probably. Pee Wee. And what was Pee Wee famous for? Surrealistic humor. Yeah, that's Weirdness. true. Like this gets too real. Like this, this, this thing. Like it, it literally is just the camera on. It sets the scene with like, here's a boom mic coming in. Here's a camera coming in. Vaudeville, whatever. And, it's like and then it's just kind of. It's purely focused on Pee Wee Herman's face, and then he puts up a little vial of crack cocaine. I've never seen crack cocaine, so I don't know if it comes in vials or not. But I'll take his <laughs> word for it. And then at the end, when he's like, "This is bad," and then it's over. And then yeah. it shows it shows the little crack cocaine vial just in the emptiness and the darkness. And then underneath the text is like kind of free. Don't even try it. The the thrill thrill kill. Kill. It's just all right. Um, <laughs> it's like, there's yeah. just there's so much that goes on in your mind in this one. It's like, who thought this is Lou Albano kind of situation? Like, who sure. thought that Pee Wee Herman was at least with Sorry, I'm like stumbling over my words because there's too much. It's too much to take in, because it's it, kind of minimal, but it is a lot to take in. Like, what? Because it's Pee Wee Herman. Okay, all right. Who should we get to speak? Who's someone that kids trust? Pee Wee Herman. You know, the guy that acts with Lawrence Fishburne, who's a cowboy in Pee Wee per- Herman. Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, let's bring him in, and then. Did Paul Rubens go, this is a great idea? Did he at least put up a fight and say, like, guys, like, I can't be talking as Pee Wee Herman about this. Like, this is... <laughs> he was on coke. This is serious. Um, was Paul Rubens also in, like, Boogie Nights? I don't remember. I know he was a mystery man. <laughs> was he? Well, I don't know. I remember Boogie Nights just being about, like, drugs and... Drugs. Oh, there's such things. He was um, the main character in Boogie Nights. It wasn't uh, Mark Wahlberg as Pee-wee. Not Paul Rubin, Pee-wee. <laughs> Pee-wee. Um, so, great name. So, Pee-wee Herman was a character that Paul Rubin had made uh, I'm sorry, but wasn't it a little bit uh, more adult before he went to the children's show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think Paul Rubens was... He created the character and then he started appearing in like different things. So he was in Cheech and Chong's next movie in 1980. And then he kind of made him a little bit strange when he, I think he, he was, um, he was on stage and he presented Pee Wee Herman. So he'd play as Pee Wee Herman sometimes. Um, because he, I think Paul Rubens was part of the Groundlings. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's part of the Groundlings, which is like improvisational team based in Los Angeles. They usually bring about tons of famous comedians and stuff. So he was in that group. So he would also kind of show them, showcase Pee Wee Herman and that. And Pee Wee Herman was, you know, a funny character and stuff, but he was also probably a bit more raunchy, a bit more adult. I wouldn't say he was like super that, but he wasn't a child's character. But I remember like in the mid 90s or something, I saw. Like, I knew of Pee Wee Herman, and I watched some of the show. But then we were late at night at, like, an aunt's house, and I was switching to the channel. I remember Phil Hartman as, like, a, a, a sea captain. Oh, Phil. And he was telling Pee Wee about his adventures of certain kinds with, like, a mermaid or something. Oh, dear. He was drawing yeah. dirty, a dirty picture to him. <laughs> 
Okay, that's weird. Well, Phil like, Hartman, is that Pee-wee or is that like a parody from like SNL or something? Well, he did audition for SNL, um, and he did host Saturday Night Live. Um, special. At some point, it, it, it caught me off guard. He was like, "What?" Yeah. So Pee-wee Herman, he, it's such a weird little thing because, like, even his film Pee-wee Pee-wee's Big Adventure was. I think it was Tim Burton, like a Tim Burton film. And even that was kind of a strange, it was a bit weird, right? Like I wouldn't necessarily say it was a child's thing. It was just kind of a, I mean, he goes after his bike, but it's weird. Like it's not the simplistic, you know, Super Brothers. Was it Tim Burton? Yeah, it was Tim Burton. I think he mixed mixed it. He directed it. Um, and then he came up, and then he ended up on Pee-wee's Playhouse, which I remember watching a little bit of that when I was a kid. Um, so he was always kind of like a kid's character, and that's what he became. So that's like how even he when he was a adult, he was like a childish weirdo. Yeah, this is quick. Um, <laughs> so it became like a meme and everything because it's just so stupid. Like it was dumb. It was a very dumb ad. I mean, I it, think it's it, it's not effective. <laughs> I don't think it's effective. What could what could they do? Because right now they they show it like, okay, a big serious entrance, and then have a guy, but if they put him in his regular playhouse, it'd be like, don't use drugs because you might see your favorite talking couch and stuff. <laughs> you might see your favorite like, talking couch. The couch. Why oh. why use him? He's like very not good to use for this. I, guess I, you, I think purely, like, again, I think this was released during the height or the beginnings of the drug PSAs. So they were just gathering any like famous child presenter Things or whatever to be able to do, it. to do it. Right. Yeah. So I think we've covered all of the ads. Now it is time to do the review portion of Retro Ad Review. Cue the little jingle. Okay, so right. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go from I think just doing it in the general like which was your favorite ad. So which was your least favorite ad? My least favorite was I'm gonna go with Pee Wee because <laughs> it just kind of threw it off for me. It's like why do all this pomp and circumstance for a guy? Like even as a kid, you could tell what seriousness is. It's like okay. And it broke the illusion fine. It's like, hello, kids. I'm Paul Rubens. It's like, okay, fine. But it's this just. This is quick. It is black. This is crack. It's just too stark for me. It's like, this doesn't work. Even as a kid, it's like, no. Why is Pee Wee, my favorite kid show, being happy, talking about bad stuff? It doesn't work in any form. I, I I agree with you, but I think I have a different reaction to it, which I'll explain when I reveal when it is on my one, two, or three. My least favorite, this is hard because I actually really like that. I'm actually just going to say the snake one. The snake one is my least favorite because uh, I think I'm just going to put down because when I was a kid, I was terrified of it and that stuck with me. So I'm not going to give it, you know, positive comments just based on that stupid snake man thing. Um, but the snake is also 
it's just goofy as well like it, you watch it now and you're just like this is weird or this isn't this is not good like it's not a great ad um i mean it is i guess it's burned into my brain so it's effective in that way but it's also just kind of so stereotypical like it's just so here is what a drug dealer is you know that kind of thing so stay away kids because this guy's gonna kill you eventually by i don't know eating your eggs in one gulp i guess well i'll discuss it when i decide <laughs> all right so then which one's your second favorite uh it would be captain lou because it just lou. it's just so plain and simple but it looked like it just got a guy put on a mario hat <laughs> shoved him in front of a, a, a blue background like a, a bed sheet or something and said hey Talk off the cuff about how drugs are bad. <laughs> I'm Captain Lou Albano talking about drugs. And talk to, like, your priest and your rabbi? It's like, your priest, yeah, your rabbi, kid, your mother, your mother. Kids, kids go to that, fine, but it's like, that, that, it's like a little story. It's like, what? So Bro. all of the reasons. And then, of course, the end. It's like, how? In the, all how of the reasons that you have listed are the reasons why I like it. <laughs> like, it's so slapdash. It's so haphazard. Like that shirt that he's wearing clearly like, isn't a Mario shirt. It was the shirt he was wearing that day. And, and he's like, he came up, he had to have come up with that by himself. No one gave that man a script. No one said, uh, Lou, you got to read this. Lou at the end went, drugs are hell. So you know what, kids, if you believe in hell, you're going there. So don't do it. Um, it's 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 jarring. It is a jarring, and it's funny. Funny for that reason. Like the gen generalness of like kids' characters telling kids not to do it. Fine, but then he just jams hell in. Exactly. It just comes in at the end. It's from left field. He's like, and if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Yeah, and it's as the as the 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 frame is shortening, like. It's gonna leave. Oh, yo, so yeah, you're I, stopping paying attention. It just grabs your attention again. It's like, I forgot. Back? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> you're gonna go to hell. Um, that's that's the impression I get off of it. So all the reasons you listed are the reasons why I like it. So which one's your second? So uh, that one's my second. <laughs> my first would be snake. Solid snake. Just kidding. Okay. So um, what's the snake one of your favorite? I guess just because it's the most effective to me. It's like. Hey, you know, stereotypes, whatever, but you're a kid, you don't think in not stereotypes. But all these kids are going to a party, they're going to have some fun, and what adds to the fun, but maybe in a bad way, drugs. So this guy's like, hey, I can take advantage of these kids. But these kids. Yeah. How can I get to these kids? These kids. This kid. But he, then he passes through pillars and becomes a snake which is scary and you associate drugs are scary it, it works for me and i i do like his uh his makeup he kind of looks like uh yeah half cgi predator snake look i'm not i'm not bashing the cgi and the makeup it's just uh, other bits that kind of got me so my favorite is the peewee herman one <laughs> it's bad it's a bad ad it's it's become a meme in itself because it's it's so it's so insane in a different kind of way that it has to be made fun of. So I think that's that's purely why I like it. From the moment his mouth opens, he's like, "This is crack." You're like, "Oh no, they're letting this happen." <laughs> hey, and then, 
I'm a drug dealer. You want to use drugs? No, you're lame. I know you are, but whatever. <laughs> it's it's also a little bit like that ending. Also, those those stark '80s font words that are like, what was it? Like, don't do this. Like the thrill. It's like the thrill can't kill. Like that kind of stuff also makes it very funny because it's just. It's everything is so sober. Everything is with such earnestness, and I guess for the subject matter, sure. But I think I think that's what I think that's probably what the kind of '90s and I suppose bit 2000s stuff kind of went up against the earnestness of uh, the '80s. What we were presented in the '80s and 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 the previous eras. So, like you know how we talk about the '90s being a bit sardonic and sarcastic and Gen X, we're detached, all this kind of crap. Yeah. Um, I think it's, 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 it flies in the face of that. Like, I think that's why they started making things more sarcastic as the 90s went on mm-hmm. because it was just kind of attacking this type of stuff. Again, this is my point of view. And, and, and even now you can see that with just like the memory of things, like we just like making fun of stuff. I'm not saying I'm Gen X or Gen Z or whatever, but like you just like making fun of some of these things. And I think that's why this resurfaced because it happened during our I think you formative kind of make gr- out where we were from. <laughs> generation. <laughs> what year were we born? Um, but it's, I remember it, being it, a kid in the nineties. Hey, what are we from? <laughs> okay. What are we doing a podcast? about? <laughs> yeah. Like you, you listen to these, like you listen to some of this stuff and like, why does this become a meme? It's because, probably our generation remembered it or kind of resurfaced it and then just kind of helped propagate it and kind of share the stupidity of it. Like the, the sheer what is happening kind of thing. Cause like, imagine if you had no idea who the stuff that shaped us. Imagine if you have no idea who Pee Wee Herman is like, and you're, I don't know, a teenager or 20 year old and you see this and you're like, (laughs) it's part of the reason why it's the favorite. The other ones you could tell what's happening. Some guy's talking to you and he's saying, you're going to hell and some bad snake person's saying he's gonna mess you up and i was like what is this oh Billy. all right so i think i think that is the end of today's episode um i like that i think we're gonna do more drug psas because there's a billion ones like this one right here michael out. jordan stop get some help <laughs> or even the egg um this is your brain we can completely break that one down. Um, break it like an egg. Okay. Um, so that is that episode. So if you like what we do, we have, please keep listening. So subscribe to us on the various podcasts, places, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple, iTunes. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram. So Retro Ad Review, where we just kind of post memes of ads. And you can suggest or have a chat with us there. We actually really like talking to people on there. It's fun. People people tend to remember these ads. Um, and that's about it. So tune in when we post up our next uh, commercial episode. Um, we don't know what it'll be about, but it'll it'll be riveting at the be very end. a surprise to both of us. <laughs> Even when we listen to it. So, And with that, I think we cap it off. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. Money plan.